Hello. We're here. Second, uh, is this the second or third week with the new title? <laughs> You're just like, we're here. We're yeah. here. Listen, I always come in very jovial. I always come in, uh, you know. I don't know. It's, yes, we're here. Welcome. Welcome. We're glad you're here. It's uh, realities may vary with uh, Brian, Cody, Craig. Uh, tonight, maybe just Brian and Cody. Maybe Craig. We don't know. Um, He's running a little late. It's yeah, like he bought so, a house or something. <laughs> well, and then he, he's, he forgot. Even though you texted about uh, plans you had for tonight's show, he thought the show was tomorrow. I've done that with Craig before. Like he'll text me and be like, so what are we talking about today? And then it's like five and I'll get a call from a radio station. <laughs> Who the heck is this? And I pick up. I'm like, oh, right. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. I forgot I was supposed to be on with him today. Uh, <laughs> till yesterday. No, he, he called yesterday to change the time. And I was like, oh yeah, that's sure. I, I didn't tell him I forgot that I was supposed to be on with him, but because th there's been a lot going on. How are you? What? Uh, speaking of, let's get this out of the way because I'm sure uh, soon he'll pop in. Uh, hello, Linda. Hello, Christine. Not get this part out of the way. Hi, Cindy. Um, we were talking about houses last week. Our good friend Roger bought a house. Did you, you know, see all the posts? Uh, first, he I, was very. First, he was vague posting. Oh, on on the FB, uh, Facebook, and Insta, where he I don't, use, I don't use either of those. Well, you're good for that's smart. Uh, but yeah, he was he was doing a countdown. Like uh, I think it started at maybe five or six or something, and uh, it appeared that he something big was going to happen. He was very vague about everything. Oh, the and uh, I thought it was that he was going back with his family to Disney World. You know, he was supposed to go last year, and then COVID hit. So I thought it was all about that. Turns out, uh, he and his lovely wife Bridget bought a house. And he posted that after 46 years of living in an, in apartments, he had finally bought a house. Wow. Yeah. So congratulations to Roger Bridget. Um, yeah. Oh, Cindy said I was good on Craig's show today. Thank you, Cindy. That was very nice. Yeah, we had a good time. We did. Uh, Craig wanted to try something uh, new with me. It was like a fast-paced, just get my hot takes. Mm. And so I was giving some hot takes, but funny hot takes. Yeah. Because that's that's my mo. I, I like fast pace. I like hot takes. You know, I did know that Roger was moving because he texted me and asked if I had any moving company recommendations. Which oh, I oh really? Get. Oh, so yeah. you were uh, you were in on the, the 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 deal? I guess. I mean, I I wasn't, but like I didn't ask him why. <laughs> he was <laughs> wow, that's very. <laughs> I didn't ask him why he wanted to know. You know, yeah. I didn't ask him why he might be contacting a mover. I didn't know if he was on the run, but that's good. So Roger, uh, Roger's got a house, which is great. He was already posting pictures of himself cutting the grass and watering the lawn. And I'm like, have you unpacked yet? Because, <laughs> but I don't know. And he was pulling a shelf off a wall. That's, that's the one thing about Roger. There, nothing is left to mystery when it comes uh, on social media. So we know everything about it. Uh, I know where it is. I almost know the exact corner based on his, uh, based on his description because I, te I texted him right away once I saw it. I was like, hey, congratulations. That's great news. Um, where's the house? And he told me uh, the neighborhood, and he told me right near these two, this intersection. I was like, oh, man, I used to hang out near that intersection all the time because there was a bar that was open till 4 in the morning that had the best hamburgers. And when I would finish, there were a bunch of comedy clubs in the area, and when we would finish up, 
late, we would go to Rog's Turtle Inn and have a uh, big cheeseburger. Ah, yeah. So there you go. That's that's that. So yeah, what's I new with you? I didn't mean to be that guy that didn't ask and be rude. I just didn't, you know. He's like, you, you know, movers. Care. I said, yeah, no, I. Yeah, well, you know, I just. Um, that's all right. I, Listen, if I if I saw him, you know, I'd I'd be like, oh, that's great. And I'd ask him about it, but I don't know. I don't make small talk on the uh, on the texts. I don't do the texts. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh it's, all right that's unusual i guess yeah. well, so, I, Andrew, I don't know. well i i don't know i guess i didn't i wouldn't consider why are you moving small talk <laughs> that's, uh, that's fair. Yeah. hey do you have do you have any moving company recommendations why are you moving that's that would oh. be my first my first question but we're different that's our realities may vary. Our realities do vary. They really our realities do. vary quite a bit. What has been happening in your reality this week? I gotta, I gotta, we gotta, we gotta shut the door on this debate today. Oh, That's what we gotta do. The big thing debate? in my life. The, What's the yeah, debate? The big thing in my life. As you know, yeah. today is May 4th. Yes. Which means tomorrow is Cinco de Mayo. Ay, ay, ay. Which is a great occasion to drink alcohol even though that really has nothing to do with Cinco de Mayo but not at all uh not even whatsoever but uh <laughs> no it's I will give I will give the woke warriors this one it is complete cultural appropriation and bastardization of an actual event yeah it's awful um that said I'm still going to have tacos because why not um but yeah. today is it may also known as May the 4th Right. I'm sure you know where this is going. I can't wait. I'm going I'm going to lean back and appreciate it. No. Okay, no, I'll Brian, I say nay. There there are two days that I that I really just have no patience for. One is talk like a pirate day, uh, which I've always thought is stupid. It's stupid, and there seem to be a lot of them. Yes, yes. There's there there's not one of I think back when it first came on the radar. We may have had someone on the overnight show to talk about talk like a pirate day. Maybe um, it may have been may have been when you were there. May have been when when you weren't. But that was that had to, that was a decade ago. Now I will agree with you because it seems oh hey it's talk like a pirate day okay it's October hey it's March it's talk like a pirate day what I thought that was no it's July it's talk like a pirate you're out of your mind stop okay so that's one I agree with you look at this we're in complete agreement our realities are aligning I'm going to stop the program. Wow. Yep. I'm Yikes. Done. Got a rebrand. Yeah. Or just cancel. <laughs> well, yeah, just cancel. The other one is May the 4th. It's, I get it. It's a pun. Uh, what? May the 4th. You you don't, you know this, right? You know what today is. You're yes. just making me do it. You're going to make I, I me am, do it. I am because I am a big Star Trek. I'm a big Star Trek fan. That's how I know that today is the day. Oh my God. This is, oh, this is exactly <laughs> what I want to talk about. All right, today is May the 4th be with you. It's like saying may the force be with you, but with, I feel like I should take an edible right now. Uh, yeah. 
<clears throat> why is it okay uh, to make fun of people with speech impediments? That's what I want to know. Yes, exactly. Anyway, no. Uh, but what really bothers me is uh, so I was on this this video app, Hi Ho, that I've been addicted to. We've oh, talked about yeah, it. Oh yeah, I haven't been on in a week, couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, people people have been coming and going, but I I'm like totally I I'm on there all the time. So Hi Ho is this great app. You can have really great one on one conversations. Um, I'm really enjoying it. It's it's an it's an iPhone app. Just Hi Ho H I H O. If you want to check it out, I'm on there. It's great. But I am too. It's there's like fun. three people have posted uh, in the movies channel or in the debate channel or whatever. They've all posted like, well, what do you think? Star Trek or Star Wars? And here's my deal. Ooh, Tom, very nice. Revenge of the Sixth. I like that. <laughs> that's, see, that's good. See, that's good. That's a good pun. I don't know. So here's my issue, Brian. Yes, Cody. As you know, I'm a Star Trek fan. I'm a Star Trek aficionado, you could say. I could say that, but I'd be mispronouncing aficionado. But I, no, yes, I, I get, yes, I know. And then you I are. You are this. very. You enjoy Star Trek quite a bit in all its incarnations. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I watched all of the original series a few years ago with my wife. Uh, we are now. We are watching every episode of the Next Generation. We're on season seven. That's the last season. So that says something. Wow. Uh, yeah, I watched Voyager in high school. I saw a little bit of Enterprise. Uh, I've seen all the movies, you know, et cetera. Et cetera, uh, et cetera. But the question, Star Trek versus Star Wars, is fundamentally flawed because the only thing they have in common is the word star. It's the only thing. Correct. Uh, star Wars is an action movie franchise with a bunch of spinoffs. That's what Star Wars is. Uh, Star okay. Trek is a science fiction franchise uh, that tells stories uh, and it started as kind of a Twilight Zone-esque kind of a thing in the 60s. A little bit Twilight Zone-y, a little bit, you know, alternate dimensions, you know. It was sci-fi. And then Next Generation was really good science fiction stories. And then it kind of branched off from there. The first, the Star Wars trilogy is not in any way, shape, or form science fiction. It is fantasy action adventure set in space. There's nothing science fiction about it. Science fiction as a genre uh, is meant to use science and fictional situations as an allegory to help us explore who we are and understand ourselves more uh, and, and see ourselves in a different light by using analogies and allegories. Star Wars doesn't do that. Star Wars tells a really good story of good versus evil. Okay. But I don't think anyone's sitting around being like, am I light side or dark side? You know, is the Empire that bad? They're literally called the Dark Side, and Darth Vader is a guy in a black leather outfit that kills people. Like, it's not nuanced. There's not a whole lot of reflection there. Great story. Very good action adventure. One of the best movies ever made, the original Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, but not in any way comparable to Star Trek. So I, I just want to kill the debate right here. Your thoughts? Wow. Uh, all right. I... I am not invested in either franchise to the extent that you are. I have, uh, I've seen, well, we've talked about how many, I was out at Star Wars once Jar Jar came in. That was my last one. Uh, I did watch The Mandalorian. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I agree with, I agree with you in the fact that Star Wars is a very simplistic, basically a space Western. There's mm -hmm. good guys. There's bad guys. There's a story. There's, uh, you know, different locations. A lot of them set in, what looked like the desert. And so it's basically a Western in space. 
which is which is fine. It was great. Yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed the the first three were phenomenal. It's great. Um Star Trek, I get yeah, I guess you know, you you got deep on me with the sci-fi as an allegory for, you know, I'm like the guys are shooting around the universe. Um yeah, that was because that but they that was like I get it that it's science fiction, but it's all it was also just an episodic drama on television. You yeah. know, it could have been it could have been a police show. The 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 themes were, but they did tackle bigger social issues in Star Trek. They tried to tackle race and things like that. Um, I think they can. I think you can exist in both worlds. I don't know why you have to pick one. Uh, it's like the people who argue about the Stones and the Beatles. Uh, I come down firmly. Well, I don't come down firmly because I like both bands. You can like both. Yeah, same. I can like yeah. both. You know why? Because I'm American. Yeah. And nobody can tell me what to do, how to breathe, or what to listen to. No. Uh, nope. So, or, or how much hamburger to eat. So I am, uh, yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't, I think it's just dumb. I think the whole argument is dumb. I think that May the 4th, you know what? Whoever came up with it the first time, very clever, very funny. <laughs> you know, it's no, it's funny. It, it, it's like it's like a stock joke. It wasn't stock when the the first person wrote it. You know, if you watch old stand-up specials from like the early 80s or the late 70s, you'll hear stuff and go, oh, a million guys talk about that. Yeah, but they didn't talk about it back then. That was one person talked about it. So to get to get all worked up, it's like, oh my god! All right, you know, I'm not, I, I don't care. I, I'm not going to participate in the May the Fourth uh, jokes. I'm not going to pretend that I'm, you know, everybody on social media. Oh, you're so clever because you all repeated the same thing. Blah. Have an original thought, you know. Come up with uh, something for another day. I like Tom. Tom's I hadn't heard of before. Revenge of the Sixth. I like that one. Very nice. Uh, so I give Tom. I give Tom all the kudos for that. But now, um, in two days, if a million people are saying it, I'm gonna be like, oh god, <laughs> you know, uh, enough. My tolerance level is very low for everybody who thinks they have original thought. <laughs> if you're posting the same meme. You don't have original thought. Yeah. If you're if you're making the same joke, you don't have original thought. And before before everybody gets on me about being uh, cranky and this is a get off my lawn kind of thing, um, <laughs> it doesn't affect me one way or another. But you asked, so now I'm gonna go. Yeah, it's stupid, and stop doing it because you're not <laughs> clever. Uh, you know, I would have made it through the whole day, and you know, not even been mildly annoyed. Yeah. I just I just sort of like. Okay. I would just, I scroll faster on days like this. It's like when somebody dies, we get it. We all watch the news. We'd, everybody has tried to scoop. You're not a scoop. You posted this six hours after the person died. I've already seen 8,000 people say the same thing. And I actually read the obituary, uh, you know, the official news online. I don't, I don't need, I don't need everybody who is taking their break from being a medical expert to now be a coroner. And, uh, you know, give me all the news. Yeah. But whatever. That's uh, it's just me. Boy, I, I didn't know I was cranky today, but now I'm cranky. Well, our realities aren't varying that much, which is pretty crazy to me. Honestly. Not yet. I'm sure yeah, they not, will. Not yet. But yes, I agree. I, and I, the other thing is space is big enough for them both. You, you know, you'll yes. Notice, you'll it's notice. It's infinite. I am I right? 
yeah, you'll notice I, you know, I didn't say one is better than the other, you know, for my money, I'm a Trek guy. And that like, I just, because I, because I can get action movies anywhere. If I want a good action movie, I'll go watch Captain America Civil War. See, a better question to ask is Star Wars, uh, you know, what do you pick? Star Wars or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And dude, Marvel after, Cinematic Universe 300 times every day yeah. without hesitation. After Infinity War, even before then, but like really after Infinity, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah no, MCU all the way. So. Right. It, it, now they uh, they release their big, uh, their calendar of all the big movies coming out. Speaking of Marvel, it's almost reaching the saturation point where I want to go pump the brakes, Marvel. Uh, you know, it's, they've got, because they're now they're going into another phase and um it, so it's just like all right we gotta we gotta slow our roll just a minute dude they get me with the shows i'm like i don't have 10 hours to watch wandavision and then another 10 for captain america and the winter soldier oh that one i would watch falcon in the winter soldier how many episodes is it i believe it's eight all right maybe six six to eight <clears throat> it's not it's not too uh it's not too long. You know, all right. It's, it's fine. I'll, all right. I'll consider it after I catch up with uh, Deadliest Catch on Discovery oh. Plus. Listen, I'm all about Discovery Plus. I know you have a vested interest in Discovery Plus. Sure do. And you like to promote Discovery Plus. Great. Uh, it, it, listen, it's all fantastic. It's a phenomenal service. I'm sure it is. I'm trying to remember. I, I don't know what I watch on Discovery discoveryplus.com slash curiosity you can start your seven-day free trial I'm just well that's true or they could just go to curiositydaily.com i could do that could and listen to there. your uh, listen to the science podcast so, so yeah it also so marvel the first one coming out now is uh well they've got on the tv side i think the next one coming out is loki which <sighs> i'm maybe kind of you know does he need an entire an entire eight hours of I don't know. So it's Loki, then it's Hawkeye. And the Hawkeye, Hawkeye, I would I will watch. What uh, whatever happened to Scar Joe? Wasn't she gonna have a bunch of stuff and then she it's just coming out July 9th. Is it really? Black Widow, yes. It's coming release date July 9th, 2021. It was supposed to, I think, be out last year, but then uh things got uh, things got crazy. Mm. So it's an origin story, because you know, spoiler alert, she did. It sounds pretty adult to me. What the the Black Widow origin story? Or yeah, yeah, Marvel, it does. you can well, watch yeah. you can watch an orgy story on Disney Plus. Yes, it's going to be a Black Widow and all. No, this is going to be at the movies, so you can definitely watch an orgy story at the movies. Oh, it's a theatrical release. Theatrical okay. release. I know a couple That's theaters right. in uh, in and around my area that that might screen that kind of content. Is that right? But, yeah. Not the I, uh, AMC, if you know what I mean. <laughs> all my what's? What? Uh, huh? Yeah, Loki comes out June 11th on uh, Disney+. And then it goes to some Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings. I have no idea what that is. Uh, I don't know if I have any uh, interest in Shang-Chi and the Ten, Ten Seeds. And then the Eternals, <laughs> which is some sort of, some sort of group of uh, misfits. Wait, in the Ten Seeds? Is that a sequel to the Black Widow Orgy? No, the Black Widow Orgy. <laughs> no, the Ten Rings. The Ten Rings. Oh, that was really funny. That was that you really went funny. you went a long way for that one. I enjoyed it. 
I enjoyed it quite a bit. <laughs> you, dude, it was it was right. The bridge was ready to be built in on. I uh, I'm looking forward to Spider Man No Way Home. That comes out in December. Are they really calling it No Way Home? There's different. What? Well, yeah, the last one was uh, Far From Home. The the first one was uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. Then it was Spider Man Far From Home. Now it's Spider Man No Way Home. Then it's going to be Spider Man Home Alone, where he loses his powers, but he just uses all Macaulay Culkin's tricks to get the bad guys, like paint cans on a string and oh. a BB gun and that kind of stuff. Well, then are they going to do the crossover, uh, Spider Man and David the Gnome? Ooh. And are they a team or do they fight? Who's David the Gnome. David the Gnome. It was like a, cart a kids' cartoon in the like. 80s and 90s on Nickelodeon. Yeah, but I wasn't a kid anymore. Yeah, but 90s. you had a daughter. I was a grown man in the 90s. But you had a daughter. She didn't watch that. We kept her. Uh, we kept her on PBS. Ooh, welcome Pella home. Teletubbies, uh, big comfy CPS. couch, bear in the blue house, Sesame Street, which I watched. Of. They had Sesame Street had a special on. Uh, it was on last week when we recorded it. Fifty because they were celebrating 50 years of Sesame Street. Tom says Spider Man. Nobody's home. Mega yikes. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Green Goblin comes looking for Spider-Man. He's knocking on the door. Two hours, nobody answers. Then he finally goes, I guess nobody's home. <laughs> Flies away. Um, Directed by David Lynch. Oh, that'd be weird. Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> oh, my God. That's wow. Pull out a little blue velvet for you. Yeah, let's go, dude. Um, So I watched this Sesame Street thing, and it was... I. It was called 50 Years of Sunny Days. And I wanted it to be more about like the origin story of Sesame Street. Don't say orgy story in Sesame Street. You will get in a lot wasn't, of trouble. Wasn't you will get in a lot. Oh, you will draw the ire of people. Uh, it talked about how Sesame Street has been working, like pushing the boundaries of social justice and all that stuff for all these years, which was, and it was really cool. But they were talking about, uh, and you're you're too young for this. Maybe. I don't know if you watched Sesame Street as a kid. And if you did, was Mr. Hooper still around when you were watching Sesame Street? The store no. owner, Mr. Hooper? Mm, I don't remember him. Well, Mr. Hooper was a mainstay of Sesame Street. He owned the store, Hooper's store, right there on Sesame Street. And he was, oh, he was an older guy. And he died in real life. And as they were showing how they talked to children, you know, how important it was to talk to children about death and the permanency of death and blah, blah, blah. And they had, you know, they showed the clip where uh, they had to explain to Big Bird that Mr. Hooper wasn't coming back. And I found myself just crying. I was like, oh, my God, because I remember Mr. Hooper. I was, you know, I was right at the right at the maybe a, i was a, a year or two older than the target audience when sesame street came on but i remember watching it and i remember then watching it with my younger brothers um and i remember it was so funny i hadn't thought about sesame street in decades probably since molly stopped watching it and all of a sudden as they were showing the original people i was like oh, there's susan and there's oh and there's bob and there's the <laughs> It was it was the weirdest thing, and all these feelings came coming back when Mister Hooper died. I was like, "All right, I got I have to get out of the house. This is something is uh, obviously wrong with me." Wow. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't know the Babe the Blue Ox uh, cartoon you're talking about, but I know about Sesame Street. David the Gnome. Yeah, David the Gnome. That's what I said, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
pretty much right there. <laughs> something, something like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, They're yes. also going to do a uh, WWE crossover. Uh, Spider-Man, the lights are on, but no one's home, which is what Jim Ross used to shout. The wow. lights are on, but no one's home. Oh, we give him the stunner. Jim Ross. I love that you are inadvertently giving me segues to a lot of things that uh, to bring up. That's what I do. Because I'm a wrestling shirt, you know. I know. I last night watched the biography on Stone Cold Steve Austin and half of the Rowdy Roddy Piper biography on A and E. I've been recording them, so I have half of Rowdy Roddy Piper. I've got the Macho Man recorded. Booker T is on next Sunday, and because these are all guys like. Rowdy Roddy Piper, when I was big into wrestling, he was he was one of the guys, you know. And the Stone Cold one was really interesting because I, I, I like in my mind, Stone Cold was a big deal for a long, long time, and he wasn't. No, it was a very small window where he was like the top dog, and I didn't know all the stunning Steve Austin and all the long hair, long blonde hair Steve Austin and all that stuff, and how he was almost not. He was almost bounced out of the WWF because he was they weren't putting him over and things weren't bad. Then all of a sudden, you know, he does that uh one Jake the Snake thing, that that one that one match with Jake the Snake where on the way out to the ring, the guy who was doing the interviews, I can't remember the guy's name, told him, Oh yeah, he was talking about the Bible and stuff. And after he beat him, that's when the Austin 316 came out. And they showed that they showed the fight and they showed him saying that for the first time and the place just going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Austin and the rock very short, uh, stardom. Yeah. And it's, it's so funny because the rock is in this one and he taught because Steve Austin was really like really good to the rock and the rock is like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have any of this without him. And that Steve Austin picked the rock for his final match. So he could, so the, you know, I, I don't know, like in wrestling, they, he was to the point where he wasn't just going to lose to anybody. Yeah. So the rock had been built up to be like the heir apparent, which had the blessing of stone cold. And so that's why the rock got picked to be, to beat him in what would be his final, uh, his final match. Yeah. It I was mean, crazy. I mean, a lot of people, uh, like I'm obsessed with wrestling. I watched, um, so Steve Austin does a podcast on WWE Network called Broken Skill Sessions. Yeah, and, they talked uh, about that a little. Yeah, and um, uh, uh, the night after WrestleMania, his guest was Chris Jericho, which, uh, if you don't know, Chris Jericho left WWE a couple of years ago to join AEW, All Elite Wrestling. All Elite Wrestling is currently WWE's like only biggest like competitor, and they're nowhere okay. near the size and scale. They do a show on either Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, but WWE has a show the same night, and AEW always outperforms. So they're they're solid, but they're competition. And Stephen, I guess Steve Austin and uh, Jericho talked, and they were texting or they talked on the phone, and and he's like, "Do you want to have me on the pod? Can I count on your podcast or something?" And he's like you sure you can have me? And he, so we texted Vince McMahon and he's like, can I get Jericho on the podcast? And he's like, yeah, that's a great idea. And Austin's like, are you sure? <laughs> Cause he's like, what? <laughs> You're going to let me do that. It's so like on WWE network. I watched the first like hour of it. It's like a two hour conversation. Oh my God. The first, the first 15 minutes is straight up Jericho talking about AEW and why he moved there and what he likes about it. And like 
how they're different than WWE. And it's on the WWE network. It's so Holy weird. Cow. But like they, in, in the conversation, I'm bringing it up because when you talk about Austin and The Rock, um, they get into, they're like, there's, they were like, there's really no time in wrestling history where you had two icons of that scale at yes. the same time. Like you had Hulk Hogan and I guess like Macho Man, that was, there was a little overlap, but like the Rock but and Hogan Austin, was Hogan was still the pinnacle. Hogan was still the guy, right? And then yeah. maybe Bret Hart after that, you know, but, but there was never like a Rock and, I mean, Rock and Austin main evented three WrestleManias. It's just yeah. like, they were the, they're the guys. So. Yeah, it was it was amazing to watch because, like I said, that was they talked about he how he kind of ushered in the Attitude Era and stuff, and that's kind of when I bowed out, you know, and only because I just I don't know I got to a certain age I wasn't watching wrestling anymore. I didn't. It wasn't like I poo pooed it or anything. I just kind of lost it. But then I started hearing about The Rock and people talk, and I I watched a couple with him, and I you know his mic work. And Austin's mic work are unparalleled. Yeah. You know, those guys, those guys can talk. Whereas now, from what I'm hearing from people who watch it, it's really scripted. There's not a lot of guys who have that kind of mic ability. Uh, I, I don't claim to know. I'm not, I don't watch, but uh, this is just what I hear from people who watch all the time. And um, yeah, it's amazing. And so I can't wait to see, you know, Macho Man, because he was, I was still watching a lot when he was big with Miss Elizabeth and all that. And Booker T, I remember. And oh man, I can't wait to see the Shawn Michaels. Even though I barely know about the Heartbreak Kid, but he was he was interviewed in the Austin one. Dude, he looks awful. So I can't wait to hear the crazy stuff that he went through. But even Austin, they were talking about his alcoholism and and that kind of stuff, and how you know, really to be. It, it was interesting, and you could put this in any profession. They talked about his perfectionism, his drive, his singular focus, and how because of that, and he talked about it too, he was estranged from his daughters. He had a couple marriages that failed, didn't really have any long-lasting friends, and he said, I was selfish. It was, it was all about me, all about the career, and it was all about getting to this point, and then once I got to that point, I had to stay at that point, so there wasn't room for anything else, and like I said, you could probably add those things to a lot of really successful people where it's like, okay, you're driven, you're driven for this, but you sacrifice everything else to get there. Elon Musk, I guess, is that way a little bit. No, really. He, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just Elon Musk who, uh, doing a really bad job of, uh, marketing his trip to Mars when he's telling people you probably won't come back. You're going to die. It's all voluntary. Hop in. You're you're uh, you're you're not going to come. He actually. This was his quote. And he can we? Talk, why is he hosting Saturday Night Live this week? Uh because uh, he's really funny. Uh, he's a comedy legend. I don't know if you knew this, Brian. He's I did. So now see, I didn't. That's why I asked because I did not know that Elon Musk was a comedy legend. Yeah, I made that up. He's not that. I know. Uh, he's rich and yes. famous. True. Wait, Paris Hilton toasted once, didn't she? Probably. Actually, you know what's funny? I've heard interviews with SNL cast members, and they have said sometimes that they prefer the guests that like don't know what they're doing because they're more open to direction and input 
because they know right. they don't know what they're doing. Whereas like a big time, big shot comedian walks on the stage and he's like, well, I know what I'm doing, you know, and they can be hard to work with. So uh, maybe the cast was like, yeah, let's get Elon on. What the heck? No. The ratings are going to be, the ratings are going to be insane. According to a story that came out the other day, they made it sound like the entire cast was in an uproar that he was coming on. Turns out it was not. Uh, but you're right. I had heard that too, that sometimes the non-comedian, that's why some of the athletes do really well because they're used to being coached and they know and they come in and they just knock it out of the park, no pun intended. So there was a headline. Debbie said, oh yeah, did you see everybody's all upset about uh, Elon Musk coming on? And so I looked and it was on CNN and I, I'm reading the article. Turns out um, Elon Musk tweets when, when it came out that he was going to host, he tweeted, let's see how live SNN, SNL will really be. Well, that upset uh, one of the cast members. That cast member, in my opinion, the least talented cast member on SNL. Oh, not Keenan. No, Keenan, I'm going to give he and uh, he's one of the one of the top talented people on SNL. It was like Bowen him. Yang. Who's Bowen Yang? I never heard of him. Exactly. Who's Bowen Yang? Sit, I had to sit down. I, I got a really bad. I was going to say what happened. You you made a you made a maneuver. I thought you were doing some sort of character. No, I was waiting for the bit. character I just, to come. I seriously got a really bad cramp, and this oh, no. uh, this laptop setup is not good at all. Uh, I thought you were here. dropping down to do Yoda or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't actually have any Star Wars characters or puppets. No, this is weird. I thought I had a better uh, I had a better setup at some point for sitting, but. Here we are. Uh, we yeah. That. No, God, that like really hurts a lot. I'm gonna have some bad like abs. in your in your leg and your butt. Where was the no, cramp? Oh, my like abdomen, my abdominal area. Maybe it's something I ate. I don't know. Did you have to make dookie dookie. No. I don't drop think a deuce. So. I don't know, man. It it's like really smart. That's not good. No, that's not. That's good. not good at all. Mm. Hold on, Gidget is whining at the door. Hold on, Gidget. Wait oh, one no. second. Gidget's hold on. Hold on. Oh no, I can't cover for time. I'm barely oh, sitting down over here. I might go come like on, I might go like get some bubbly water come or something. Need a couple of Tums. Come on, come on. I have Tums. I always have Tums. This is weird. It's never happens. I'm fine. It's I already got my second vaccine was like a month ago, so I'm you know it's not all right. Bad. I'm back. Yo, I'm gonna grab a like a carbonated like a Tum. I'll be right back. Oh my goodness. All right. Dude, it's I I it's a lot. It hurts like a lot. So all right, it's just a tummy ache. It's just a tummy ache. So maybe you gotta maybe you gotta pass some wind. I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, I'll stop go. talking about it and go do it. All right, one sec. Yeah, no, no. I know, I'm Linda. Good. I don't know if he's okay or not. He's yeah. making a big production, but he won't get up. Nah, hold on. You know what? Go and try to do some crunches. See if anything will pop out. Oh, yeah, I'll see if something pops out. All right, Cody has left us, uh, friends. He is uh in some sort of abdominal distress. Hopefully it's nothing, uh, nothing too serious. We will find out uh, momentarily. I hope you, I, I know Patrick, he's, he's having a, he's having some trouble. I'm, I'm hoping he can get, uh, get past it. We will see. Yes. Gidget has joined me in the uh, broadcast bunker. She likes to come to the door and whine and then uh, come in. And now I'm guessing that she will leave within uh, 30 seconds. I right before the, uh, right before we started this today, and there's there's rumors that Craig will show up, but uh, we don't know. Right before we started this, I was up here working on some things, and I went down to get something to drink for the program because you know we try not to do this uh, without any sort of alcohol 
I always try to have at least at least one little drink. Just uh, not that we need it, but just it's become part of the goals or part of the uh, routine. So today I have a nice Jameson and ginger ale in my uh, fancy Waterford cocktail glass that was a gift. So that's what. Uh, so I, I go downstairs, and a little background since. Last March, my wife, Debbie, has been working at home, and I've mentioned that before, and she, she enjoys working at home, so much so that she prays that uh, her firm keeps everybody completely remote for the rest of their lives. She never wants to, she never wants to go back and mingle with coworkers again. She would be content to sit in our house forever and, <laughs> and work. And, you know, she gets a lot done because I never bother her. So it's not like at work when people are dropping by her office and doing that. I don't, I stay out of her way. So she gets her work done. But part of the allure for her of working at home is while she is working, she can also have the TV on and she keeps things going in the background and she's binged a couple of things. Well, a few months ago, she started watching Grey's Anatomy. I, I guess it's been on for 17 years. I've seen one episode. Honest to God, one episode of Grey's Anatomy, and it's because it came on after a Super Bowl, and they had hyped it that there was going to be a big explosion, and everybody was going to die, and nothing happened. There was an explosion, everything was fine. Well, so I was, uh, I was going. Oh, Cody's oh, back. What happened? Are you okay? This though, you you look in your in distress. What happened? It looks like you. It looks like you're in distress. Are you okay? Yeah, I know. I think so. Like I said, it's my. It hurts. It'll be literally. It'll be fine in like a minute. I think I just labor contractions. It could be. What'd you have uh, for dinner? I, I have some re some raviolis from Trader Joe's. It's good stuff. That sounds, that sounds safe. It was fine. Yeah, a little truffle oh. oil, a little bit of cheese on there. Nothing Ooh. weird. No, that yeah. wow, that sounds fancy. Very yeah, nice. Yeah. My wife yeah. cooked it up. It was Your good. Wife when she what got I home. For, you made her cook when she got home from work. Uh, it's nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, I was starting to tell a, I was starting to tell a story, uh, and I mentioned that Debbie has been binge watching while she works. She's been running Grey's Anatomy, which has seventeen oh. seasons. Have you ever seen Grey's Anatomy? No, um, no. I believe either my parents or somebody in my family watched it when it was when it was popular. Yeah. Well, uh, here's what I've picked up just from walking past while she's watching Grey's Anatomy. Uh, all the doctors are banging each other. They all have uh, sex with each other. I do know they that. All have, yeah, they all have sex with each other. There's always some sort of uh, some sort of unbelievable drama happening, catastrophic events. There's helicopter crashes and plane and fires and bombs and people getting shot. But today, when I walk downstairs to get my drink, and I'm having a Jameson and ginger, uh, I mentioned that, but I thought I'd tell you, Cody. I walk down to get my drink, and I heard this line: "Honest to God." Come out of a character on Grey's Anatomy. Jill, did you hide a gun in your vagina? And I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Because <laughs> I had heard a gunshot as I went down. Uh, and then as I make up my drink, I look and I, I see they're in an operating room or they're in an examination room and there's a woman on the table. And then they asked her if she had a gun in her vagina, at which point, she, and the gun had gone off from her vagina. Um, so I guess she had hidden it up there from what I yeah, gathered I was, because I fled. Uh, I gathered she was hiding it for her boyfriend. Um, I've been in relationships. I've been in a long-term relationship with my wife. I don't think she would hide a gun in her vagina for me. Mm. What about your wife? You know, I don't, 
Would you ask her? Think, does that happen in real life? Well, it happens on Grey's Anatomy. Well, but uh, I remember distinctly that it was on when we, when I was starting college because my roommate Blake was in medical school and he would come uh, visit me <laughs> and be around my parents. And my dad would be like, Blake, I've been watching Grey's Anatomy. Are you, guys, <laughs> are you guys all just hooking up with each other all the time? And he would just like troll him, basically say, is everybody sleeping with each other? Well, every medical drama, that seems to be the case. I don't yeah. know if it's because you're a resident or you're spending a lot of time in the hospital. Uh, ER, everybody was knocking boots. Um, Grey's Anatomy, they're all, you know, and there was always some sort of love drama. And and honestly, my my investment is this, is usually 30 seconds as I'm walking <laughs> through the kitchen and back. But every day there's something else weird going on. But uh, never have I heard the term, uh, did you hide a gun in your vagina? Let's do a Grey's Anatomy review podcast. Let's not do that. No, there's 17 let's, seasons. Let's challenge Craig to binge all 17 seasons. <laughs> well, he used to do that. What was his, uh, what was the name of his challenge or his? You've binge challenged. Oh, you've been challenged, right? Much more clever than May the Fourth be with you after the seven hundredth time yes, to do it. Yes, that's true. I did. I got. I went on that once, and uh, I think I had him do Justified. Oh, all right. Yeah, I went FX on, and we drama. we did Twin Peaks. Ooh, yeah. I remember, man. I remember when Twin Peaks came out. The first, it was everybody was talking about. You couldn't go anywhere without people talking about Twin Peaks. It was fantastic, and then. Uh, I think the second season was when I was like, oh, this is getting weird. And I don't know if it la did it last three seasons. No, what happened was the network was like, you gotta, you gotta tell people who killed Laura Palmer. Right. And David Lynch was like, no. And they were like, yes, no. So like six episodes or seven episodes into the second season, you find out who killed Laura Palmer and it tanks immediately like sure it, it is like but it's actually impressive how precipitously the quality drops how abruptly like you know having watched it all you know fresh like i'm watching it with my wife right. and we're there and we loved every episode and we're like that was great that was great that was great that was great and then like literally the first episode after you find out literally the first one you're like what the hell is that yeah and it's just bad it's, it's that's when they brought in the dancing the little the little dancing guy right in the red suit right where he talked backwards it was yeah i'm like just just if it was a one season thing that would have been fine and and it's funny now like with all the with all the streaming services and, and uh, hbo and showtime and stuff he probably could have done one of these limited series uh, and just a one season twin peaks and ended it after eight or ten episodes with telling you who killed her and that and people would be saying how great it was and been clamoring for more uh instead of going uh and then the movie did you watch the movie fire walk with me no i heard it wasn't great oh it was awful well, wait you know that he made a season 3 of Tw twin peaks on netflix right did not watch it uh it is you, have you seen a racerhead a long time ago in college because you had to okay but you've seen blue velvet right i quoted it earlier I know exactly. So anyway, uh, Twin Peaks season three is basically if you took David Lynch's weirdest stuff, made it weirder and made it like 20 hours. Uh, I'm going to pass. 
it was it was so bad we watched like four episodes and we were like if we watch another episode it may end our marriage like yeah it just may kill any emotion that we had left uh i believe nick DeGilio said it was genius and it was the best television he'd ever seen of course uh yeah, I'm almost positive you said that on Facebook, but uh, and to be fair, there's there's something like I like David Lynch. Uh, I think that he has interesting stuff, and there's stuff to be said about it. Eraserhead is kind of a masterpiece in a lot of ways, but I don't want that in Twin Peaks. I want funny, kitschy, weird people that right, are. I want funny. the log lady. I want. Yeah, uh, I want the log lady. I'm trying. General. Oh, so we're watching this show on ABC, Big Sky. Have you seen it? Mm, no i've heard of it it's it's pretty good this so this is the second season and i'm not going to spoil anything other than to say the first season dealt with these guys who were uh basically kidnapping women to put them into sex trade and one of the guys escaped and made it to season two well now they've introduced a a federal marshal who comes to town to help the private eyes who are dealing with this. And I turned to Debbie last week when we were watching. And I said, is, are they trying to make him agent Cooper from twin peaks? Mm. Because he's got the same kind of chill vibe and he's off beat. And he's talking about certain sorts, you know, it, it was always a, a damn fine cup of coffee and the pie with agent Cooper. He's got that same kind of thing a little bit, but the show, the rest of the show is nothing like that. So I'm like, all right, why, why are you throwing in this weirdo? Um, who's the guy that played Agent Cooper? Oh, Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. What was a real trip was seeing Kyle McLaughlin in Showgirls. Yes. Yeah. Getting, I was, getting ridden like a uh, show pony by Elizabeth Berkeley in the pool in one of the most non-exciting <laughs> sex scenes in the history of cinema. I was like, oh my God, this guy's head is going to snap clean off. She's having some sort of, this is not, this is not intercourse. She's having a seizure. Somebody call for help. This woman is in deep, deep trouble. I remember the night we saw that movie. It was, it was in the last year. I think we were in our apartment. No, it wouldn't have been because we were in our apartment. So in the last two years, oh, you've never seen years, it before. I had never seen it. So, um, I had a bunch of movies downloaded, uh, through this website because we don't like to browse the streaming services. We just find a couple. We like, I find a site, I download them. Then we don't sense. have infinite. You, yeah. Yes. You waste so much time. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, Ugh. we never do that. Actually, after an episode of Star Trek, the next generation, I just turn off the TV before the Netflix screensaver comes on. Cause like it stresses us out. So, um, <laughs> So I remember okay. the night. Why, why does it stress you out? Do you feel like you're missing out on something? Are you getting FOMO? or? Well, it's distracting. And sometimes you see something and you're like, why was that made? And then you just get annoyed oh, yeah. that it exists. Okay. You know? I got you. Uh, and some of the categories, like, like the cat, it'll be like witty, inspirational, uh, Asians can act too. Or something like really condescending yeah. or like weird. And you're just like, wait, what? We, of Hold course on. they can. <laughs> like, wait, uh -uh. no one said they couldn't. What do you do? Or it'll be like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, those categories are very strange and silly sometimes. Or it'll be like, like, Frozen will be like, adventure, like, musical uh, female 
characters or something like that. And I'm like, is that like a tag? Do people go on and they're like typing in like <laughs> female characters? Like I, every movie has, uh, doesn't matter. They have <laughs> weird, silly categories sometimes. But uh, anyway, we look through our movies and I was just like, Oh, we could watch Showgirls. I don't know. It could be oh. kind of entertaining. And dude, 10 minutes in, we were laughing so hard. It was just like, what is this? Yeah, now, it's... I got to well, ask you. Yeah. that's It's directed by Paul Feig, right? Mm -hmm. Who I, also did... Is it Paul he Feig? Did, it, it's the same director that did Starship Troopers and RoboCop. Okay. Who I think, is, I think his name is Paul Feig. But anyway, I know he did Starship Troopers and Robocop. No, Paul Starship. Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven. Sorry, 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 Paul Verhoeven. Thank you. Paul, Paul Feig was uh, Paul Feig's uh, comedies, Bridesmaids. I think was Paul Feig. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So Starship Troopers apparently is. A, I haven't seen it in forever. I didn't know it was a farcical like satire on like fascism, but uh, apparently it's a big time satire. Robocop is a satire in a lot of ways. I think I haven't seen Robocop. Have you? Mm -hmm. When it originally came out, I did. Okay. With Paul Weller as the RoboCop. Because, see, like, knowing Paul Verhoeven's uh, credits, Over. it seems like his repertoire, as it were, as it, it seems were. like he does a lot of satire and parody, and then some people are like, well, is Showgirls a satire and a parody? Or, like, is it self-aware? Or is it just really bad? And it's like, well, he did RoboCop. That's a classic. Maybe he like made them be bad in it, and it's like says uh, no, there's certainly stuff I, to be said. I think um, I don't. I, I I'm I don't think that's the case. I would find it very hard for the for the studio to bankroll something. They go, listen, we're just going to make a really bad movie. <laughs> mm, no, because they push. They put a lot behind this. It was supposed to be this, uh, you know, big sexy uh, adult movie, and oh boy. I mean, I dug Gina Gershon. I, I dig her in everything. And, you know, is it bad to see Elizabeth Berkeley sans her clothes? Uh, especially if you watched Saved by the Bell as a child? Sure. Uh, no, that's fine. But it's like, oh, it's, it's you know, it was like uh, watching Sliver, the uh, the Sharon Stone, uh, Stephen Baldwin, or not Billy Baldwin, uh, th follow up to uh, Basic Instinct that was supposed to be this erotic thriller. He's like, this is not erotic at all. Oh, my. Boring. Yeah. Mm. Listen, when, when I say that uh, sex is boring, you know that the, the movie is bad. One of the first shows I ever did with you, we did a segment uh, because I made a comment and somebody made somebody had made a comment and they were like, uh, sex is like pizza. You can't have bad. Like, right. Yeah. That old saying. There's, uh, yeah. There's no such thing as bad pizza. Yeah, no such thing as bad pizza. And some someone was like, sex is like pizza. There's no such thing as bad sex. And I was like, yeah, there is. So you were like, oh, we should talk about that. So we talked about it at like 4 a.m. on a Sunday. And like three old, three old ladies called and they were not happy that we were talking about <laughs> sex on a Sunday morning. Well, yeah. Can you blame them? We're naughty boys. We're just yeah. naughty, naughty yeah. boys. I can blame them. I can blame them. I think that, you know, people are still awake from their raves on Saturday night. It's Sunday morning. Oh, that's who, yeah. I mean, we get all the time. We would get, we had a, a lot of people who were, uh, a lot of people who were listening on their way home for bar jobs or music, you know, music gigs. Is that what the kids had? Music gigs? Is that what they have back in the day? Some I don't gigs? remember what anybody had back in the day. I don't remember my pre pandemic life. It's, you don't? It's a dream, really. Oh, I, 
I'm finding I don't want to go back to that pre-pandemic life. In what I'm, ways? I don't need to be rushing around. You know, I like, um, I've gotten used to working from home. Uh, I've, you know, I've gotten used to doing, I, I didn't think I would, but I got used to doing radio from home. Um, I don't want to be in crowds anymore. I always hated crowds. It wasn't a matter of getting sick, but like going to, I would do it for Molly or for, you know, um, but like going to a, an event where you're packed in, I've hated that since I was a kid. So mm. I don't, uh, I don't need to do that. Um, I don't, I don't, I like eating, eating in restaurants, but I don't need to, you know, mm. uh, we went, we went outside again Sunday. We went to a, a new place. We went, to, went district, to a district district brew yards. Have you ever been there? No, but I saw, I actually did see only because my wife was on Instagram. She was like, Oh look, they went to a brewery. Surprise, surprise. Uh, we had them on, we had Casa Humilde, which is one of the four breweries at district brew yards. We had them on, uh, GN either, either we had them on for, and at the brewery segment, or I had them on when I was doing like an overnight segment, but I had them on. But District Brew Yards was really cool. So, like, and they had a giant outdoor area, giant. So I was like, this is perfect because I'm enjoying beer. They have a Lily Q barbecue there. So if you want to, if you want to have food, they had real food. They had great four different breweries where, you're, and you're pouring your own beer. Um, it was it was terrific. So. It's not that I don't want to go out, but I don't need to go in, you know, all my, all my, all the places I like have outdoor areas. And if they don't, uh, you know, I'll bring stuff home and, and that, so I don't, that's what I mean. But I do miss, you know, I'm, I'm booking, trying to book some more, booking some more comedy stuff. So I want to get, you know, that part, I don't mind being out. Uh, I do miss going to the theater. So we'll see how that, how that goes. Um, and I know Debbie and Molly for my birthday, I, I told you, gave me tickets to that Marvel thing. So we're going to go, but that's again, very limited amount of people in the area. And I, and I, I'm vaccinated. I'm not going to get sick, mm -hmm. you know, and I wear a mask when I'm around other people. So it's, but it's just, I don't, I, I don't care if I, you know, I want businesses to be open. I want, you know, I want all that stuff. But I don't have to participate in it because I I really, you know, now that there's more people driving, I find my road rage is coming back. Oh, it's bad, dude. I can't yeah. drive. I had a driver in the city for something, and I'm just like, really? Everything's closed. Why are you people in your cars? Nobody yeah, needs what's this. What's going on? It's, you know, it's the middle of the day on a Wednesday. Where don't, don't you people have jobs? Yeah. And then I'm thinking, no, a lot of people don't have jobs anymore. <laughs> so, I also <laughs> noticed. Right, I got gotcha. you. Uh, 290 and two, oh. I'm by 290 and 294. Right. Which the one that goes straight west out of downtown is 290, right? 290. The 290 is hell. It is the worst stretch of highway. And Why? it battles, in my estimation, I used to think the Ryan was the worst, but the Eisenhower is, oh, uh, uh, oh. Why is everyone on 290 driving like they have someone bleeding out in the backseat of their car and they have well, to go to a hospital every see, single person 
See, and I find it the I find it the opposite where they have nowhere to go because there'll be like eight car lengths between the car in front of me and the next possible car. And they're riding their brake and it's like uh, duh, 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 and I'm just out of my mind. But on the I had I came home. We were out, I guess we were out at my ma's. Uh, that's a story that's coming up because I need I need you to weigh in on whether I was out of line. It's uh -oh. like that Reddit thing. Am I the a-hole? Oh, well, no. I don't believe I was, uh, as you can imagine. But I'm coming down the Ryan, and people were either going 100 or they were going 40. And it's so you, you're zipping along, and then all of a sudden there's somebody going 40, and you're trying to change lanes, but you can't because everybody else is driving like their car's on fire. It's like, oh. I, and just a month or so ago, it was not. It was not as bad, but now people are coming out. They're poking their heads out of their holes and they're driving around. And now I'm afraid to honk the horn. Why? Because on the on 290, it seems like every other day somebody's getting shot on the Eisenhower. There's people getting shot all over the place. There are people getting shot on the Ryan. And then I watched, I watched this movie with a 400 pound Russell Crowe in it the other night, called uh, uh, Oh, it was Unhinged. Have you heard of this one? It no. was on. So it started. It, it, skip it because I'm going to spoil it for you and you're not going to miss anything. The opening scene is the up, opening scene is a really obese Russell Crowe. This is not. You've seen Gladiator, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Pretend that Gladiator uh, won his fight and won his freedom and then did nothing for the next hundred years but eat. Um, if I'm Russell. Now, listen, I'm no picture of. Uh, physical prowess by any stretch of the imagination. But I also was never gladiator, you know? <laughs> no, so it's not, it's not like a body suit. He's just fat now. He's just fat now. Yeah. Cause you say, I mean, it's it, yeah, he's just, and there've been reports that he just kind of let himself go. Uh, yeah. he, he just good. God bless him. Whatever. Yeah, but anyway, it's not the Russell Crowe you're used to seeing. Um, so Russell Crowe is sitting in a pickup truck and it's raining. Of course it's raining. It's the middle of the night and he's sitting in front of this house and you can tell he's angry. And then he takes a bunch of, uh, takes a bunch of pills and then he gets out of the car and he grabs a hammer, like a giant crazy hammer and a gas can. And he walks up to the door of this house and he pounds on it. And when the guy, all you see, you, you hear all this cause you're looking from a distance, like you're watching from the street. Opens the door, a guy goes, what are you doing here? And then you see Russell Crowe swing the hammer and start pounding this guy. Then you hear a woman scream and you're flap, flap. And this is all in silhouette. And all of a sudden, you, you see him again in the shadows. He's throwing the gas and he sets the house on fire. That's the opening scene. Uh, then he wanders out. He's covered in blood and he gets in his truck. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, then here's, here's where the conflict comes. This single mother who's very harried. Because she's trying to get her kid to school. He's running late. She's late for work. She's like a, a hair and makeup person. And she's freelancing because they took her. She lost her salon. A uh, whole big thing. She got drama. She gets off the interstate because there's traffic. And she gets behind a pickup truck. Whose pickup truck could it be, Cody? Fat Russell Crowe. Fat Russell Crowe's. Fat Russell Crowe's. And Fat Russell Crowe does not move his pickup truck when the light turns green. And the woman lays on the horn. And Fat Russell Crowe does not move. 
She lays on the horn again, and then she hits the gas, and she swings around the pickup truck and takes off, only to be stopped at the next intersection by a red light. <gasps> Who should pull up next to her? Fat Russell Crowe. Fat Russell Crowe. Fat Russell Crowe. And her son's sitting in the back seat, and Russell Crowe tells him to roll down the window. Long story short, Russell Crowe is very upset that she didn't give him a courtesy tap. That she just laid on the laid on the horn. So he was good. His life's mission now is to make his life's mission is to make her life miserable. And he goes off on a homicidal rage and he's stalking her and he's killing people. And we don't know what happened. Why did Fat Russell Crowe become this angry until he kills somebody at a restaurant? And then in a voiceover coming from a TV on a news report, all this is his entire backstory. He was fired for middle management a couple of weeks ago and is very upset. By <laughs> that's the whole that's the whole backstory. There's nothing. And then then it goes on and on and it ends. Um and I won't I won't listen, I'm not gonna ruin the ending. Um wow. but it was so now I'm like. What if I honk at the wrong, what if I honk at fat Russell Crowe mm -hmm. if I'm on the highway? And because now, even if, even if I give a courtesy tap, people are so effing crazy that they will then, this happened to me today. A guy was going, we were on, I was on 294. I had to go out to my mom's and he was going really, really slow. And I gave him just a courtesy tap. Did, did. What and is then, the courtesy tap? The courtesy tap is when you just hit your horn fast, like pop, pop, doot, doot. Oh, oh, okay. Instead okay. of e, yeah, you know, it's just this is what I gathered from Fat Russell Crowe. I had never heard the the term courtesy tap, but mm. I'm going to put it in my lingo now. Popularized enough, by Fat Russell Crowe. By Fat Russell Crowe, uh, and I know I'm body shaming. Don't send me any letters. You know, don't at me. Watch the movie and go. There you you go. know, what? Brian was absolutely right. That is a Fat Russell Crowe. That is that is one obese gladiator. This is a gladiator whose wheels of his chariot would dig into the dirt, and the horse would die of a heart attack trying to pull him. This wow. is how fat Russell Crowe. Is. This is the this is this Russell Crowe is so fat he would have had to wear his his gladiator kilt way below his belly, and he would have been a perfect target for a spear because his his uh, belly would have flopped out. He would have dunlopped right over his uh, his. Uh, <laughs> His kilt, and he would have jabbed him right in there. Coming in hot. I like it. Listen, this this was, I can't get that hour and a half back. I don't so want to because it gave me a great, uh, you know, it's it's fun to talk about. Sure, but you gave someone a courtesy tap on 294. Yes, and then they completely slowed down. I've done that a couple times where I give a little courtesy tap, and then they, they intentionally do not, they slow down mm. as if to say, you can't tell me what to do. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't have to even suggest what you should do if you did what you're supposed to do, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm, and Molly used to get on me when we were in New Orleans, if I would honk, because New Orleans, I guess there were a lot of shootings from people getting into uh, oh, altercations in traffic. So I have to try to, I have to temper my, and I have, I have been much better since I've, you know, turned over a new leaf sure. psychologically. Um, or tried to turn over a new leaf psychologically, but there's still a point where I'm like, Hey, come on, we got to stop. We, uh, you pay attention. You got to drive. This is craziness. So 
I have to uh, add the shout out. Uh, the comments of the night, just one after the other, coming in. Yes, uh, Mike. At it. Mike, people are uh, driving their douche canoes on the expressways. Of course, yeah. perfect. Thank you, Mike. We were Thank waiting for, for we were waiting for that. Saved that one. Uh, Thank you, Patrick, with the callback of all callbacks. I, I saw that. Go ahead and read it. I was like, oh, that is that is fantastic. You're driving along, and suddenly, ha! There's a couch. <laughs> which is a quote that an out of context quote that I pulled you saying that you used for the yes. opening of your show for years. It was, it was in the, you, yeah, you put together a great open and it's in there. It's in there. I, I have it. And here's the thing. Uh, we could start, we could start, uh, we got to come up with a couple fun opens for this because, Ooh. uh, I was talking to Craig, our technical advisor on this. And I was, you know, because I've got this big broadcast center now set up in the house. Got all uh, three computers or two computers, three monitors. I got uh, lights and uh, the green screen. I had to take, I'm very disappointed. I had my green screen up behind me, but I'm not able to use a green screen with Restream with the program we have. In order for me to use uh, Chroma Key, which is a nice in you know, in the business term, Cody, you know what Chroma key is. I, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, for those of you who might not know, you know when you watch the weather uh, the weather monkeys on TV or the traffic people and they're in front of the big map and they're pointing? It's, that's projected on a green screen. Uh, here's for something you will enjoy, Cody. I was trying to set up the green screen while wearing a green sweatshirt. Oh, that was really, good. Yeah, that was not uh, smart. But... The point is I couldn't do it. So I was very, I was very upset, but that's part of, you know, part of the whole broadcast thing. But now Craig has, Craig told me, I said, Hey, what, what do I need to go from my laptop to my mixer so I can play audio? And he told me, so I've got the right cable and I've got the thing. So now we can start playing. We, maybe we could come up with some new opens. We can get a theme song. We can play. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. I'm down. I can play ocarina. You could do. Yeah. All that stuff. You can play all your that saxophone. Just make it moody. I don't think I'm allowed to pay the saxophone. Why not? Well, it's International Jazz Day like a week ago. I don't know where these days come from. Someone on high, and I mentioned on Hi Ho, uh, here are my jazz recommendations. And someone said, hey, and I mentioned I used to play sax, so I know a lot yeah. of jazz. And he said, well, you got you can't leave us hanging. You got to play sax for us. And I was like, well, the thing about that is uh, I've been married for three and a half years, and my wife has still never heard me play the saxophone. Uh, so really? I feel like I should probably play it for her before I play it for the internet. Uh, look, I'm getting there now that I have a house and I can press. The problem was for a while, she w we were both at home all day, and I yes. like I, I don't want to I don't want to hear her to hear me practicing, right? Like I oh. want to hear I want her to hear me play something. <laughs> so, oh, so you want to be you want to be good when she finally hears. Yeah, I don't want to sit there and run up and down a couple scales and then be like, cool. Well, my mouth hurts now because my embouchure is out of shape because i haven't played in 10 years so uh you know i've it's got to be a couple weeks to kind of lead up to it and i gotta have like a lick i can play otherwise it's you know what am i gonna play like twinkle twinkle little star like come on so i, I don't yeah know, can you I, probably i don't even know anymore but i anyway yeah so i i gotta i gotta get i'm gonna ramp up and uh once once i've played it for her but but now now i've got to use it for something right it's got to be like the five-year yeah. anniversary or something, Ooh, yeah. you know, like maybe for the baby's like, birthday, you play him happy birthday. I could do, I could do that. Actually, that would be a nice, that would be fun. It gives you a few months to practice. 
We could have a New Year's party. I could play Auld Lang Syne. That happened once on WGN. Yeah, you could have Matt Bubala come over to your house. Could have Bubala come, introduce me, and throw to Roger for the news. <laughs> that was weird. That was a weird night. <laughs> Marta asking if I don't like movies with rain. No, I you know I know I complained about rain before. I'm just I was just setting the mood. The the rain didn't distract me from Fat Russell Crowe's homicidal urges. Sure. I it fit it fit perfectly in that scenario because it didn't rain the rest of the movie. Rest of the movie, all the horrors took place in broad daylight in a nice sunny area. Uh, this is the can you still hear me? Yeah. This is the mandatory part of the evening where my VPN kicks me off and I get reset. Oh, Give me one second. VPN. Very poor network. That's what I'm gonna go with. Ha! All right, here we go. Reloading. See you in a sec. This is gonna be this is gonna be exciting. Beep. There Beep. goes Cody. He's still here, but there he goes. I don't believe that. I don't know either. So anyway, uh, that's why that's why you just see the office. If you're watching tonight, you just see my uh, my regular background because I wasn't able to do that. But uh, we'll we'll be adding. Hopefully, we'll be adding a few more a few more uh, production elements to this. Who knows? And uh, thank you to everybody who's been downloading it's uh, the podcast. When you go and look anywhere that you get your podcast, it is uh, it's all changed up to realities may vary. The new uh, the new title, new logo coming very soon. We've been uh, we've been workshopping. We've been workshopping the uh, the logo, and by workshopping, we asked uh, Craig's Craig's lovely wife Betty is a graphic designer, and she's been working on some logos for us. And she gave us a couple uh, renderings the other day that were both very. There were three of them; two were similar. So I'm I'm going to say there were two because the the, the one the was variations. Yeah, on one each other. had a variation; the other one had was uh, different altogether. So they were very nice. So the new They're logo really will be coming soon. Yeah, I think was, we've was, decided on it, haven't we? I think we did. Yeah, yeah, it was close. I mean, we, you know, we all. I mean, we all liked them all, but uh, there were, yeah, right. there was one just edged out. I think. Yeah, well, because I had jokingly said because uh, Craig told me Betty's idea, and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." And I jokingly said, "Why don't we do something that uh, mimics the Holy Trinity, so we can get everybody upset with us?" Oh, yeah. And so he told her that, and she she did, and I was like, "Oh, that... actually, <laughs> but they both good. Like, they." They both look really cool, um, so we're gonna that that will be coming as well. So why does that kick you off every week? I don't know. I'm trying to find a comfortable position. I thought it was is your getting, stomach still hurting. I thought we it was can getting, cut this short. No, no, no. I thought it was getting better. Then I shifted to my right side, and now I feel like I made a huge mistake. Oh my! I don't goodness. know what's going on. This never happens. Is it? Uh, you think you have appendicitis? Oh. Do you have a fever? Oh, it's nothing serious. I just got two. Listen, I don't know. Now, gonna... I don't have any diet ginger ale, but I think we have diet Dr. Pepper. Would that help? Because it's carbonated. I guess anything that's carbonated might help. You know, we always, when we had stomach aches, it was always warm, uh, like warm ginger ale or something. But yeah, I, don't, I don't know if we have, we have bubbly I if, water. I wonder if something in the ravioli just kind of bothered you today. I don't know. We have bubbly water, but I, uh, I do not like it. It's like it's like aluminum flavored water. Like Ew. I'm not a LaCroix person. Are you? Yeah. No, yeah, I, don't I don't drink any of that stuff. There I don't drink a... hard seltzers. I don't drink, you know, I don't, uh, I'm not down with the White Claw. I'm not with bubbly water. I like tap water. I'm a simple man, Cody, with simple needs. Me too. Oh, wow. There is someone put in the chat a picture of me in high school with black hair. Where is How that? How did you find that? Is that the link? Yeah. Cubby? 
How did you find that? What is that in reference to? Oh, we were talking about me playing the saxophone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. Wow. Yeah, I dyed my hair jet black because I played Potiphar in our production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh, Good my times. God. Yeah. Pretty great. I look the same. Yeah, you do. Oh, you yeah. just look younger. That's all. There you are with the long black hair. I don't, remember the, I don't remember the name of that girl in the second row. The, in the front is Trisha, and then my friend John's behind me. That's my co-host on Game Life Balance US, right behind me. Oh, really? John, yeah. Now, were you uh, were you first chair? Yeah, always. I was good for my high school. Then I went to college, realized that doesn't mean I was good because I wasn't. Yeah, I think college. Uh, once you like get when you get with people who are doing it for their living, when this yeah. is what they plan on doing for the rest of their lives. You got to be good. Yeah. Really uh, good. Marta says, put some juice in the bubbly water. Uh, that is, so I got my wife a soda stream, like the second Ooh. Christmas we were together. Yeah. Saved okay. millions of dollars because she just would make bubbly water and then put in a tiny bit of grapefruit juice or whatever. Pff, call it a day. We didn't buy LaCroix for years. Well, that's good. Now, if you need to go, if you're not feeling good, we can, you know. No, it's, it's, it's tolerable. And uh, yeah, it's. It's just, I'm like one good toot away. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for it to just, you just uh, release some god-awful Rudy Giuliani gas. Now, what if, what if and I it like, just ripples through and, why don't you get down and do some sit-ups? I'm very flexible. I can put my leg up. Here. Yeah, put your legs behind your ears and then just blow something right out of there. Oh, my God. My, there we and go. then have the baby come in and jump on your stomach. My leg's like straight up here, so. It's good. It's like the position. My, my, I cannot wait to hear. I cannot wait to hear the gas blow out of you. Mm, let's go, dude. Why did you say I that's the position your wife wants you in? No, it's the position that uh, uh, a woman would give birth in. The legs up. Well, you got your uh, feet in the stirrups there. I got one up there. Yeah, the other one I could, but I'm not sure how much this chair can actually hold. It's kind of a cheap <laughs> one. Uh, I got to be the judge of your uh, situation yeah. with your, your um, mothers. So here's the thing. Um, what day is today? Today's Tuesday. This so this would have been, I don't know, last week, one day. Uh, we're, I, get a, I get a text from my mom. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this in the proper time frame. No. So I get a text from my mom. And uh, it goes to me and it goes to my brothers. And it basically says... Uh, this is Friday. So Friday, we all get this text at uh, quarter to one in the afternoon, basically saying, Hey, uh, here's some news about me. I woke up Wednesday morning and I was in horrible, horrible pain. And on Thursday, horrible pain in my shoulder. I couldn't move my arm. It hurt so bad. Uh, Thursday, I called your aunt and asked her about a, a chiropractor that she had gone to. And she called. They, they didn't have appointments. So she came and picked me up and we went to urgent care. I was like, oh, that's too bad. I'm thinking because we didn't know about this. So on Thursday, she goes to urgent care. Urgent care does some x-rays. They send her right to the hospital. She's in the hospital because her shoulder got dislocated. What? How? Yes. They don't know. She said, they said sometimes it can just happen like if you're in bed or something. So she thinks, they think what might have happened is she just dislocated it while she was sleeping. 
But hmm. the point was she was at the urgent care and then the hospital from one in the afternoon, from three in the afternoon to one in the morning. My aunt took her and stayed with her and then slept in the, in her car till my mom was done because she had to get up the next morning at six and go somewhere. My mom did not contact me, my brothers, nobody else. So when she sends this text on Friday, I'm out cutting the grass and I get this text and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I text her back and, I, and at first I tell Debbie and Debbie's like, oh my God, she didn't, I can't believe she didn't call you guys. I'm like, I know. So I text her back. I'm like, I'm glad you're okay. What do you need me to bring you? You need to text us when something like this happens. Now, here's some backstory. Last time this happened, when something happened and my aunt had to take her to the emergency room and she didn't call us or tell us, I said to her, Ma, this is not, you, you can't do this. You got to tell us when, well, everybody's busy. And I said, no, that's not your, you don't get to decide that. Yeah. One, you don't know who's busy. Two, you're in the hospital. And so I said to her, the other day, I go, we had this conversation before. And you, you chose not to, you know, you chose to ignore it. Well, I didn't think of it, and I don't need you. She gets all upset. I don't need you to tell me about stuff I said 75 years ago. I go, well, first of all, I'm not that old. Secondly, uh, that's not it. So I sent my aunt an email, and I was like, all I said was, you know, how grateful my brothers and I were that you were there to help, and blah, blah, blah. I said, I had a conversation with my mom before about letting us know, so if you could just do me a favor, and if something like this ever happens again, Here's my cell and my two brothers who were in town. I said, here's our cell numbers. Just send us a text. Yeah. So that if, so I'm trying, I was trying, Debbie's like, you can't, you know, you got to say something to your mom. And I'm like, I know, but I'm I, right then. I was so frustrated because part of me in all honesty was like, how does that make my brothers and I look, you yeah. know, makes us look like, like screw her. We would never go because if I was one of my cousins and my mom told me, so my aunt tells my cousin, yeah, I took Aunt Patsy to the uh, to the urgent care. Then we went to the hospital, and I was there all night, and I slept in the car and blah, blah, blah. My first question, if I was my cousin, was, would have been, where were any of her sons that live right here? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, am I, am I the a-hole for getting upset about that for that reason? And also, as I explained to my mom, I go, God forbid something had happened when you were in the hospital. Because they had to sedate her. They couldn't get it in. They, they tried to get her shoulder popped back in. They couldn't do it, so they had to put her in that twilight sleep oh, to God. finally pop that thing back in. And I said, what if, God forbid, something had happened? And, you know, you didn't come out of the anesthesia or you had a heart attack or whatever. I go, and then we would have gotten a call. Somebody would have had to call us from the hospital and go, hey, guess what? Uh, your mom's not around. We we wouldn't have known what, what, why, why is that? Why is that a thing? Why is she not there? So I don't know. Uh, am I the a-hole for getting upset with her? Um, so this is her sister, your aunt. Yes. Yeah. Who lives right there. And I'm not, no, I'm not upset with my aunt to clarify. I'm not upset with my aunt at all. I'm really, when I said we were grateful, we really are. We're, you know, and I know thank that. God she was there to take her. And and in the email, my my, am I wrong to be uh, upset with my mom, which I'm not anymore because we talked it out. 
but I wasn't, I wasn't upset with my aunt at all. It's not her, you know, it's not, it wasn't her responsibility no. unless no, 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 my mom I, told her not to. I know you're not upset. So obviously your mom told her not to we call don't, I don't know. No, I don't know that. Cause my mom is like, well, I didn't even think of it. And I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, I'm get, I, I get it. You were in a lot of pain, but somebody should have said, uh, what do we, what do we contact? You know, why don't we call one of your, uh, one of your brothers or one of your sons? Cause there's three of us in town and between the three of us and our wives, somebody would have gotten out to the hospital. So my aunt didn't have to stay there and sleep in her car. Right. No, that that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm like, like, no, I don't think that you're, uh, in the wrong, but more than that, I don't understand why no one would have contacted you. Like, I, okay. So let's say your mom was either. like, let's say your mom was like, well, I don't feel like texting him or talking to my kids or whatever. You're already here. Like, get that. I mean, they clearly are very close if she's willing to spend yeah. the night there. Um, well, she, she didn't spend it. She spent part of the night. Yeah. Cause they got, I think they got back to my mom's house at one or two in the morning. But, if, but if I was your aunt, like I, I feel like I would have at one point just been like, do you want me to call any of your kids? And then I guess the reply would be like, no, but I wonder what the, like, I just wonder what that conversation was like. Yeah. I don't. Curious. So I'm like, and it's not, see, here's the thing. And I'm not patting myself on the back. Like, uh, you know, we're the best kids in the world, but there's nothing she, she won't ask us for stuff. So right. we always, it's, what do you want us to do? What can, even now when she has one arm in a sling and she's, you know, basically incapacitated, it's like, what do you need me to do? I, I don't know unless you ask, I'm willing to do it. And my brothers are all willing to do it too. But, but to the outside world, it's like, man, what ungrateful, what ungrateful guys. They won't even come and help their mom. She's in the hospital. She got her, you know, her arms dangling by a thread and they're, they're nowhere to be found. It was just, it was just weird. And I was so, man, I was so, you should have seen me in the backyard. I was so mad. I almost wanted to run over everything with the lawnmower, everything. Who? That's why the dogs were in the house. I was like, I'm going to run them all over. Mega yikes. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I mean, I, I'm on your side. I'm just so perplexed by the fact that the situation existed in the first place uh, yeah. that uh, I have a hard time wrapping my head around it. But, um, but hey, you did nothing wrong. I mean, because this is the thing. You have a good relationship with her. You see her regularly. Right. I was out like, today because right, so we go out. Um, so this happens Friday. I was still upset, but I was like, what do you need from, what do you need? And so she had said she, you know, she needed a few things from the store. And I was like, okay, that's, that's perfect. Um, so I'll go out and, uh, I said, and I, I said to Debbie, Hey, uh, can you ride with me? Can we, can we go out after work? Cause I need you to ride with me just so there's not a big, uh, you a know, big thing. a big thing, but it turns out we had the thing on the phone. Uh, not, not huge, but, but enough. It, it wasn't yelling. I was just trying to like get my point across, you know, just, just go try to look at it from, try to look at it for, from our side. That's the thing. Try to, try to look at it from my point of view. This is what happened. Try to, so we go out and I went to, you know, stopped at the store for, her and she was like, well, maybe De she had asked, she said, well, maybe Debbie can come with you and we can get something for dinner. So that's when I asked Debbie, okay. And Debbie was nice enough to ride out with me. And listen, here's how much I'm willing to do for my mom. I drove out to her house at five o'clock on a Friday. That, uh, that right there should tell you. 
I sat in horrible rush hour traffic to get to her house. Yikes. That's what I'm willing to do. Yeah, that's um, commitment. That's commitment that, right yeah, there. That is commitment. So, and, and it was fine. We got out there and we, you know, we do, you know, just, we had some dinner and we got things set up for her and, you know, but it's funny. Um, she's not, she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to not do stuff for herself, which mm -hmm. I get. But now she's, she has one arm. She can't, she can't take her, her sling off. She's got to keep it on. She, so she's basically working with her left hand and she's right-handed and we're sitting there and I see her shoe, you know, she had double, double knotted the lace, but it was hanging down. And I was like, Ma, do you have, you know, how are you going to tie your shoes? Do you have any slip-ons? Because, you know, I don't want you to trip. No, these are fine. Okay. All right. Then she calls me Sunday. You know what? I was thinking about what you said, and I had some slip-on shoes upstairs. Oh, boy. And I went upstairs, and I tried them on, and, boy, they're really comfortable without socks, and I'm wearing them around the house. And I was like, well, good. I'm, All right. I'm so happy that you listened to me now. And uh, then she says, so today I went out there because <laughs> when it rains, it pours. She she calls me Sunday goes, something's wrong with my uh, refrigerator. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, well. The freezer says it's 25 below zero, and the refrigerator says it's 61 degrees. And I'm like, yeah, there is something wrong. Those she said, good. well, she said, I already called, and I have an appointment with, uh, you know, the GE guys are going to come, and they're going to look at it, but I need to clean it out. So can you come? So today I went out there to clean out her refrigerator. And thank God for Debbie, because I've talked about this before. I'm not a big guy, a uh, big adherer to the uh, expiration dates, you know? Um, so there was stuff that's been in my mom's refrigerator for three days at 60 degrees. And I'm like, hey, eh, this probably be all right. Uh, you know, I come home and I said to Debbie, and she's like, oh my God, she can't eat any of that. So I call my mom, I go, listen, uh, talk to Debbie. She said, we, we got to throw all that stuff out. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll throw it out and I'll go to the grocery store. Just have a list ready for me. <laughs> nice. Because she has a she has a refrigerator in basement. So but like I'm digging out. She goes, can you, can you get the freezer? And because it was 25 below, I opened this freezer and it looks like Jake Gyllenhaal at the, uh, the, what was that movie where the world froze? Looked like that in there. I don't think I saw that movie. I don't know. Well, the whole world froze. Well, her freezer, Wait. but I'm uh, finding well, stuff. And I'm, I'm like, Hey, what's this? I don't know. Just throw it out. Okay. There was stuff wrapped in tinfoil. There was stuff that had been freezer burned since 1987. I found this Nutrisystem, egg bake thing in the back and i said what's this she goes wow i haven't been on nutrisystem you know in like 10 years i'm like well then i guess we could throw this out so, <laughs> yeah there was just you know there was there were there were some things day after tomorrow thank you mike um day after so tomorrow was, right yeah so it was just it's it's just been it's been crazy and she's like well you just get frustrated because i'm getting old i'm like no i'm not frustrated that you're old i'm frustrated that you won't listen yeah. You know, I know you want to do stuff on your own, but you know, and that today there was another one that I had, I had suggested some, cause I learned early, I learned a long time ago, not, you don't tell anybody what to do, but you make suggestions. Hey, have you thought about this or, or this? Um, and there was a, to, there another one today. She, she started ordering coffee from where we get it at uh, community coffee down in Louisiana. Last week I was over and there had been a delivery. So it was a little box, not a big box, but just a little box. And I was like, hey, do you want me to unpack this and put the coffee away? No, no, just leave it here. 
I don't know where I'm going to put it yet. Okay. Today, today I come over. She's drinking a cup of tea. And she goes, uh, can you open that coffee box and put the coffee in here? Because I didn't have any coffee today. I'm like, okay, sure. I can, well, I can do that. <laughs> well, I think you are a model son. Thank you very much. I don't, I well, thank you. I'm not that, that time. No, I wasn't looking for that. I'm just, I, there was a, you know, Debbie, this time, wh whenever Debbie agrees with me, I figure I'm in the right. And she, <laughs> she agreed that I have every right to be, cause she'll tell me if I'm not, she, she oh, yeah. doesn't, she doesn't oh, care. Oh, uh, yeah. She's invested too much time and energy to sugarcoat things. Now it's like, stop being an a-hole, but she didn't this time. She was like, no, you're, but then I was like, well, maybe I, yeah, maybe I overreacted a little, but I don't, I don't think it did. People are asking who has power of attorney. I, I don't know. I know. I know it's not me. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I know it's not me because nobody's told me. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Awesome. Uh oh. Why don't we why don't we wrap things up so you can go and take care of yourself? Yeah, I might have to go late. Why down, don't we dude? do that? I'm right. sorry. I don't know what No, happened. that's all right. Listen, we will listen to Cody. Uh we'll do the quick plugs and then we'll get out of here. You can check out Cody all the time on the Curiosity Daily podcast. It's at curiositydaily.com. Uh we will be back next Tuesday. Hopefully Craig will join us then for another uh unbelievable edition of realities may vary i hope everything's okay text me tomorrow I, I, we won't I make small talk it's just, just say, a tummy ache but it's bad it's just like i just gotta go lay down and just, just like, text me i dropped a major log and i'm fine and uh, i won't even respond i won't engage you in small talk wow, sounds great all right we'll do we'll promise to do it that way all right thank you for watching thank you for commenting thank you for listening cody go feel better uh, I, I would sleep out on your deck because I have a feeling when you finally relieve that stomach issue, uh, you might need to evacuate the child. I might, I might just go on the crawl on the deck right now. It's only a few feet away. <laughs> All right. Good luck. I hope you feel better. Me too. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. <laughs>